professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we welcome you to episode 51. And welcome back to year two of this podcast. I'm your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, the jack of all trades, and master of none, and... The guy who just watched Cars 1, 2, and 3 with his daughter all in one day, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Star Wars uh, lover, superhero lover, everything geeky lover, Andy. <laughs> Let's give it all. I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan and Liverpool supporter, Jeremy. Well, boys, we've all introduced ourselves. In this episode, we will be discussing Tony Khan's announcement on Dynamite following the blowback from AEW All Out. There is a new ROH Pure Champion. Over on the other channel, Dominic Mysterio has a new allegiance, and we're going to be talking about more as well. Before we get started, please head over to YouTube and search the PW Fan, where we have a full catalog of last year's episodes. We can't get you, we can't make an official URL until we get 100 subscribers. So if you could hit the subscribe button, that would really help us out, and we appreciate it. Um, we have new shirts available now on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan. Two new designs for year two. We got the year two pocket logo tee. We love our pocket logo tees, and that one has a. A little design on the left chest and then our big ugly faces on the back and that's running $20.99 plus shipping and we have a new basic front graphic tee that has our faces on the front and that's a little bit more simple and that one's $16.99 plus shipping so I appreciate you guys checking those out we're really excited to release them as always we're gonna have that old logo uh, for year one available uh, the classic purple white logo so if you like that one that one's there too and we did do a price drop on it so uh on all other social media look us up by searching at the pw fan all right andy over to you buddy and let you get us started all righty uh this week our shows were um basically the aftermath of our big pay-per-view weekend so um WWE shows were all, you know, the aftermath of Clash of the Castle, while AEW was the aftermath of um, All Out. So starting and with the Raw, Clash of the Media Scrum, and the Clash of the Media Scrum, that's correct. Uh, so starting starting with Raw, uh, at Clash of the Castle, uh, Dominic Mysterio turned on Edge and his father, Rey Mysterio, um, because that Raw opened up this past week with a segment from Edge. Um, calling out Dominic Mysterio, basically, you know, said he knew him since he was a kid. He did not say that he's his real poppy, um, but he did say he knew him as, is basically his whole life. And, you know, I think he kind of said like, you know, you want to be a man now? Well, be a man, like come out here. And then, then Rhea Ripley comes out and says that he she turned him from a boy to a man. I don't know what the hell is going on with her storyline in Dominic. There's some innuendos <laughs> going on there. <laughs> she's like his uh, Dominatrix. Yeah. Something like she, that. She's his yeah. Dominatrix. Well, at Clash of the Castle, in the middle of the match, she was choking him out on the outside of the ring. Yeah. And then and then this happened. So after and she's out it. there this past Monday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well... I will say, sorry, I skipped ahead. 
So when Edge calls out Dominic, Rey Mysterio comes out and says, you know, please, Edge, don't do this. Um, and then that's when Rhea comes out. And then that's when the rest of the Judgment Day comes out. And then Dominic comes out. And Dominic's wearing all black. His mullet is slicked back. Not a good um, look. <laughs> say what you want. Yeah, look-wise, you either like it or you don't. Um, then they end up, Judgment Day ends up attacking um, Edge... Ray Mysterio's on the outside of the ring. He does not get involved. I don't remember if Dominic got involved in the attack, but what did happen was, and it's actually, I believe, the main event of tonight's Raw, they made a match for Dominic versus Edge. So that'll be the repercussions of, of this. So uh, big character change for Dominic. He's either going to sink or swim as a heel. What do you guys think of it? Is it a good decision for him? Or his character, I mean, was he kind of doing all he could? I feel like he kind of has to be, because as a face, I don't think he was really doing anything. Like, it wasn't having much of an impact on anything. I feel like we all knew eventually he would turn at some point. It makes it more interesting, at least, like, him turn on his dad. It's always a good story. Um, And hopefully, maybe, I don't know, he might have better matches. That that clothesline was the best thing he's ever done. (laughs) This is true, yes. Yes. I agree. Um, I think for Dominic, it's one of those things where uh, we've kind of exhausted all options at this point where he is at the level that he is right now. Not to say that there couldn't be a time where he'll get better and maybe kind of grow into himself and his, I want to say his body, but just like he looks very young right now. So I think with what we're given and we're trying things with him, uh, turning him heel and trying something new is the best option because me for me it was really boring i was like all right i mean how long is this going to go on for are they just going to be a tag team forever until ray retires you know what's the deal at least this gives him a little personality he had nothing before well he started wrestling if i think back he started wrestling on tv um around the time basically he got revenge for his dad for seth blinding him so that was during pandemic. Oh, that's era. right. His first match was against Seth Rollins at a pay per view, I believe, during uh, when they were at the Thunderdome. Um, and from that time, he's been with you know teamed with Ray at some point. And I think yeah, you know they've become champs together, uh, first father son, tag champions. I think they've done all they can with that version of his character, mm. and. You know, people don't wrestlers say that being a heel is easier. They can kind of get away with more. Let's just see, though, if Dominic can play that character well. It's too early on to give it, you know, yeah. uh, an opinion, I feel like. This is only now the second week going on currently as we're watching. He, he didn't. Yeah. I don't even think he said a word last this brawl that we're covering right now. I think he was quiet the enough. entire time. Um. Maybe it might yeah, come any, more naturally to him. You never know. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add to that before we move on? No, other than the, just the funny ha-has of, like, it's made the, the rounds on the internet of the whole domin- the dominatrix thing. So, it just... I, dominatrix I feel like that's what, of Dominic. Yeah. yeah. Everybody... It's like the one, you know, the low-hanging fruit joke that everybody's been making throughout the whole week. So, yeah, she I mean, really... him a man. Other than that, I mean, I don't. There's really not much else to say about it. 
Yeah. It is funny to see like people on Twitter that be like, "I want to be in Dom's spot." Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I see. That's, that's, that's what I see. I guess I, <laughs> I should have clarified. It's become like a thing now. It's like a you know like a Twitter thing, and like you'll see the comments like that. Like I wish I was him, and like stuff like that. It's just like oh god. Yeah. Um, moving forward, um, one thing that will affect tonight's role as we're watching, um, and we'll cover it next week, Johnny Gargano had announced that he is going to, um, be doing his in-ring return this week. He didn't say against who, um, Theory, I believe did come, or Austin Theory now, he got his name back, did come up during his backstage interview and interrupt him, but, um. I think I saw that it was like Chris, uh, Gable. Chad Gable? Chad Gable. <laughs> I was like, oh, sounds wrong. That could actually be a really good match, now that I think yeah. about it, those two. Um, I, I, Tim might remember, yes, okay, it's on, yeah, it's on the bottom of the screen right now, it's, for me at least, it's saying Johnny Gargano versus Chad Gable. Um, now, when he was in D, uh, DIY, he, they could have wrestled the Alpha Cat, or not Alpha Academy, uh, forget what they were called, him and, um, Jordan, Jason Jordan, uh, what was Jason their name Jordan. called? Uh, yeah, well, does anyone remember Alpha, what their, it was Alpha something, I thought it was Alpha I, Academy, it, was it not no, Alpha that's Academy? what they are now, I thought that's what they are now, are they, they not that now, back. is that what they were? <laughs> that's what they were, I thought. <laughs> I want to look it up. Now I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I'll have Tim look that up while I'm going. What a, he had uh, Chad Gable was in Alpha Academy at one time. I thought that's what his group yeah. with Otis is right now. Um, but speaking of, it's just I'm just wondering: uh, is Jason Jordan still working backstage, or was he let go at some point? I think he was let go in one he of those like, cuts. But he was a producer yeah. backstage for years after. God. What a bad way to go I out. Know. Like your last storyline though is Kurt Angle <laughs> is your dad. And he was like still selling it like afterwards too. Like on Twitter, he'd be like, Happy birthday, Dad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know I know his group, Chad Gable's group with jo- Jason Jordan, their saying was like ready, willing, and gable. But Yeah. Oh, so I just it's a, it American, Ameri- Alpha. American, American Alpha. American Alpha. And then, yes, okay. Andy, his current okay. team is with Festus, or whatever his name is. Otis. <laughs> Festus. <laughs> also, I, I, I've I, done this two weeks in a row now. This has nothing to do with Raw or anything, but talking about NXT and talking about the North American champion, I keep calling him Cameron Hayes. It's not Cameron Hayes. There's Cameron Grimes, who is like two, the moon guy, the southern <laughs> guy. It's Carmelo Hayes. I keep saying it's Cameron Hayes, and every Cameron time we get done recording, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't think that's his name. And then I watch NXT, and the next day I'm like, God damn it, so it's Carmelo <laughs> Hayes. So any listeners Welcome are probably to the like, PW it's fans. Hayes. Good housekeeping. <laughs> yes. So I just wanted to say that. Um, so moving forward, uh, Matt Riddle requested a rematch to Seth Rollins after Clash at the Castle, and Rollins denied it. And we will, you know, talk about the repercussions of that next week because that's kind of how this show basically opened up um, in in response to that. Lastly, our main event was The Miz versus Bobby Lashley in the steel cage match for the U.S. title. 
Um, less about the match and more at the end. Dexter Loomis slid out from under the ring and looked up <laughs> as Miz is climbing out, and then Dexter Loomis kidnapped him. Uh, Dude, that shot that they had the angle <laughs> of it. <laughs> Straight down of him just like wide-eyed looking up is hilarious. Uh, he kidnapped the out. Miz, and so he kidnapped Rod- Roderick Strong in NXT. He, it's like his characters. Does anything happen, though? Like I feel like the Miz was just on TV the next week. Roderick didn't want to talk about it. He had to go to th- his character had to do some therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what what they do. It's very DDP stalkerish. It's very uh, I don't yeah, I don't even know. It's yeah. Triple H's idea because it was him in charge of NXT at the that time is, they were doing it. Though. That is just such like a I know Triple H's sense of humor just from over the years of being a fan and that's like right up there. So it's creepy. It's weird. Yeah. No, um, that seems more of like a DX kind of thing what they would do. Right. Yeah, I can like feel I just, where that. I don't know where from. they're going with it. Yeah, I have no idea where they're going with it. Obviously, I mean he is after the Miz, but um, I mean I, I would assume that's what his first storyline is going to be is, uh, is against feet. Miz. It's a, Miz is a lot of people's first storyline. I feel like when they come up yeah. or enter WWE in general. Um, that wrapped up Raw. Let's get into Dynamite, because Dynamite, big, big things to talk about. It's right from the beginning. Dynamite opened up with a backstage interview you with Tony Khan, who was, who was looking into my soul. It. He was looking into my soul during this. I mean, I get they read from a prompter, but this man, it was so obvious. His eyes were big as hell. Did he blink? He, I don't know, man. He was looking into my soul, though. Like, it was... <laughs> Staring straight down. Um, but let's get into what he what he talked about. He basically said what he legally could say, I assume, and all he said yeah. was, um, based off what happened after um, All Out, he would be stripping CM Punk of the AEW World Championship, and he would be stripping uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega of their AEW Trios Championship. Now, um, Punk had to get surgery on his tricep anyway, so he I think he would have been stripped of it either way. Yeah, he's out again. like eight months. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of news still out there and is going to continue to come out there about this situation. I don't know how much more we can add to it unless you guys have, have read something specifically. Um, well... I'll just say the one thing that I've seen recently was that the punk press conference was planned. Like he planned to like do that, or like you know he, he already knew mind. he was going to talk about yeah yeah. Like the guy, I I didn't even realize that the guy didn't even ask him a question about Cole Caban or anything like that. No, it was he just, just like, knew who he, he was. A guy from Chicago that did improv. It was a good way for yeah. him to just because the the video kind of like cuts on when he's just like talking to him already. Now there is something I did read. Um, there was they've gotten both sides of the story from Punk side uh, and Ace Steel side. What they they did kick Let's in the door. Let's talk about this. Let's all. I want to do a roundtable. We'll talk about what happened on both sides, and then put yourself in the other person's shoes, and then let's just let's just see. All right. So Andy, say what you what you've read. <laughs> Um, and correct me if I'm wrong at all as I'm saying this. I'm just trying to remember. It was a couple days ago I read it. My source is Punk Meltzer. and A Steel side. I'm just putting that out. I mean, not okay. my personal. Well, I mean, I think that's where I don't. I, don't I think that's where it was from for me as well. The Observer. Um, 
Because I had to get statements from both sides of the story. Punk, Ace Steel, and Ace's wife, and uh, Larry, Punk's dog. And I think Larry. other people were probably in the locker room, because apparently MJF was one of the witnesses to the fight. But they said that Bunks, or Bunks, Bucks knocked on the door, they didn't answer, and then they kicked it in. Um, while the pu- the Bucks said that they knocked and then no answer, said so they just came in. Is that correct so far? Yeah. Um, I believe Punk did take the first shot right away at Matt Jackson. I think that's a yeah. both sides thing. Um, Kenny Omega tried to save Larry and get him <laughs> out of the room. And then break up the fight, and Ace Steel ended up pulling his hair and biting him. Not saying if it's true or not, but Kenny it's just Omega what's out saving there. Larry. I've heard other. I've read other reports. I'm just. I'm just. That does, report, I mean, I'm that just, does sound. I'm not like, a reporter, what, but I'm just saying what. It sounds nice. The news that sounds is like out what there. Kenny would do. Right. Um. Add, add any other information, Tim. You've read. Uh, again, uh, my sources are... Ace Steel was trying to protect his wife, That's or that's why he freaked out. Yeah, the threw observer. He threw uh, a chair. Figure four online, and Brian Last, uh, his, his uh, wrestling news site. Um, so, the other source was saying that uh, it was uh, the HR lady who was trying to help the dog out of the room. Not Kenny. Okay. Or Kenny handed her the dog. So at some point, the dog was handed off to somebody. <laughs> and we know the dog okay. was there because Punk was walking the dog in the and, earlier yeah. thing. I, I think that Kenny probably was just trying to break it up, if I had to guess. You know what I mean? Well, everyone's been suspended. We will oh, say yeah. that. I don't think I mentioned that. Everyone's been suspended. Ace Steel, I think, is fired. Or w- is going to be. or something. Yeah, he most likely will be. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole mess. Um, I can tell you that much based off what I've read online. Um, a lot of the locker room in AEW is not on Punk's side from what I've read. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. That's right. Correct him? I mean, have you read something? I guess it's correct. No, it's correct. I just have a differing view, but it's correct. It's not my view. I'm not saying my view. I'm just saying the locker room apparently is... Tim, do you want to go ahead with yours then? If you want to start? No. No, I just wanted to say like, okay, I think the whole thing is like... I mean, if you're going to automatically say, like, he hit Matt Jackson first, and if if that's the case, if if you're the type of person that, like, there's no other conversation to be had, well, then there's no convincing you. If you're like, well, he hit him, there's nothing else to say, that is what it is. But I'm just saying, <clears throat> you're, you just ranted on stage. You're extremely pissed off. You go back and you're chilling you're in your locker room, and you just said, "Hey, if anybody has a guy, has a problem with me, come talk to me, and we'll fight." Basically, and then you roll he into said, the Let's locker. Let's fucking room. go, right? 
but then you roll into the locker room six dudes deep, and then you're the only person in there, and the only other people in there is a guy's wife who's on crutches and a dog. So I'm like, are you not supposed to feel like are like are we doing this? Because like you know what I mean. Regardless of how you came in, whether you came in like, come on, you're gonna be like. Do you think they really like poked their head in and was like, hey, Phil, like, what's going on, buddy? Like, <laughs> I, I will say, that, if this was back in the day, did. yeah. I will say, if this was back in the day, the fight would not be the issue. Shawn Michaels and Brett had that, and, <laughs> yeah, that's you true. know, that, w- that would not be the issue. The issue would be, and I'm not saying I agree with it or not, but Bischoff has been fucking ripping on Punk and saying that the big issue is. Uh, basically humiliating the company and your and his boss. He said that's the bigger issue. He's like, forget yeah. about the fight. He's like, that kind of shit used to happen. But <laughs> All the he time. thinks the big issue is is isn't the fight. It's the other. And I don't know if yeah, I, I, I can not, see. But, but there's there's been fights before backstage in wrestling, and it's yeah. never gotten this much attention. I agree with Eric. I think that the press conference was the problem. There was a time and place. And yeah. he he did, and he being punk took it too far. The aftermath, whether you want to you know talk about people feeling threatened or self defense or blah blah blah, yeah. But what got us there was the press conference, and I do think Eric Bischoff yeah. is right in the way that it, now that the days have passed and the excitement has warmed worn down. It was very bizarre. The whole this whole thing has been very weird. It's like yeah, like did you watch back the the like Punk's media press conference again? Like, cause I watched it and I was like watching it now afterwards without like feeling like anything with it. I'm like, yeah, he shouldn't have done this. Like, there's better, there's a much better way to handle this, and Tony yeah, it's definitely was like, like the cause of it. Tony was like stress yeah. blinking. I like like yeah. He was like I felt bad what? for Tony watching it again. Yeah. I was like. Cause he, you One know, thing, he can't say anything when you're sitting there. He can't be like, "Punk, shut up!" Because then you're in front of reporters doing that. Right. One thing uh, Booker T said about this, and it's a, it's an old school mentality, but I kind of agree with him. I feel like he said, "Who's a?" He steel? said, "If something." <laughs> Did you guys see that? Did you see that? No. He, he, no. At but. the Booker, Booker T reviewed the whole thing, and he said, "I got, I only got one question." <laughs> Who's a steal? And then everybody just started busting out <laughs> laughing. Like, right. He basically said, though, if because the younger generation don't really do it, he said if there was something like a wrestler's court there, it yeah. wouldn't have gone to this point because the whole point of that back in the day was to make sure things don't escalate to this kind of right. thing. The locker room leader would basically... and. People always like act Which like Punk called himself that. Yeah, Punk called himself Booker T. Was like, he ain't my fucking. Life. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna tell me what to do with this chicken or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but in that locker room, though, name me another guy who would be the bigger, the biggest star. Yeah, yeah. Booker T's in there. Maybe Booker T's like. Is it I've about the biggest this- star or like the veteran? I mean, with or okay, so give me another. With the back you, then, I mean, Dustin Rhodes. I mean, was maybe? Jericho was Jericho in there? 
honestly, Jericho actually looked the best coming out of the press conference. Like, did you watch his part at the end? Because he. Well, that's why I said last week he kind of said some stuff, but it was more tamed. Than, he was. Yeah. He said some. Well, it was a mature way of yeah, mature way of yeah. saying it, rather than like Punk being like lashing out. Yeah. I mean, look. This is how hot topic or hot topic. This is how hot button of an issue <laughs> this is to the point where even the three of us might, you know, disagree on like certain levels, you know, of the whole thing. And it's like one of those things yeah. where it's like, well, no wonder the fans in general points from all sides that are that are good are divided though. The fans being made. You yeah. got your you got your Bucks guys. You got your CM Punk loyalists. You got your yeah. I guess it just depends on which way you look at the whole thing, you know? It's like... He well, you know what's th- kind of funny? Sorry, Tim, I was just going to say, like, what's kind of funny is, like, the actual show that we're going to talk about, I thought this was one of the best ones I've done recently. It was pretty there's, good. <laughs> there's no drama or anything. Well, well let's it, get into it. Well, the last thing, I just wanted to say one last thing about, you know, the punk thing is it was leaked to the media that he supposedly got a man fired. So he, what he did, whether it's good or bad or inappropriate or whatever, is he addressed the media, the people that were saying stuff, the wrestling media, the people that were saying that he got Cole Cabana fired. He told them face-to-face basically, hey, I didn't. And was it the right time and place? Probably not. But... He also, I mean, when someone's, like, going around saying, like, oh, yeah, you hear this guy got this guy fired, and he's like, dude, I don't even care about this guy, like, and also I'm not the person that's going to go get somebody fired, he probably felt like he had to say something. It's just, it's a very complicated issue, but he did disrespect Tony, and that's not a good look, blah, blah, blah. All right, Andy, moving on. We're moving on from the drama. It'd be interesting if Dark Side of the Ring did a story about this years and years from now. Did you see the trailer clip that someone put together for it? No. It was, hilar- it was hilarious. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Well, yeah, getting to the actual show, it opened up with MJF coming out there in Buffalo, New York. God, guys, I love MJF. Missed them so great. much. I miss him. So, he's so um, great. He's the best. So he's getting on the mic. He's kind of doing like a, a baby facious, baby face ish pro, promo. Um, and eventually, out comes. If you haven't seen the promo, go watch it. Um, unless you guys want to talk about something specifically he said during it. He's wearing a Josh Allen jersey for Buffalo. Yes, they were in Buffalo, New York. Uh, John Moxley comes out and interrupts. And basically, Moxley. Uh, says that he thinks MJF's full of shit. And MJF's like, oh, what, you don't think I care about these fans or this company? And basically says, yeah, you're like, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I knew this was... It felt fake when he was, like, doing the baby face thing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he is, this feels weird. He, um, he said, you know, maybe he'll use the title um, as a bargaining chip for the... Bidding war of 2024. Maybe he'll follow in his uh, best friend's all American night or the American Nightmare Cody Roadster or roller coaster or whatever he says. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he said, My favorite wrestler, the American Nightmare, the roller coaster, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um, which, 
you know, I've seen some people say, like, why are you allowing him to put over another company on live TV? And that's up for debate, I, I guess. I actually agree. That's, it's like, kind of his idea. gimmick right now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't agree now it's a good idea because Vince is gone, so you don't have that part anymore. Right, now they're good, yeah. so it's like... You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It, see, it was funny before. Now it's like, well, I yeah. mean, you know, like, maybe it's not sick. a bad idea. That'd be like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So he's he's saying all this to Moxley, who you know has been there before. Um, and he mentioned and Nick Khan and also Triple H. Oh yeah, he says good like, old better Khan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now we 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 do got to say before we get too far into it because this was announced during the Tony Khan segment because the World Championship was vac is being vacated. Um, they are doing a tournament, mainly made up of past champions. So it's gonna be Danielson versus Hangman, and the winner faces Jericho. And then on the other side of the bracket, it's Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Winner faces Sammy Guevara, which is in. What's interesting about the bracket when you look on it, it just says like seven time world champion. They included like WWE titles in that. Like Moxley, it said three time world champion. Yeah. But if it was only AEW belts that they won, it says like AEW champion. I do Jericho like seven time. I do like that. I do like that AEW acknowledges that other wrestling exists in the world. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the one yeah. thing that's annoying. But the only person WWE ever did that for was Flair by doing the six and Booker. They would say they he was a sixteen time, five time oh, WCW yeah. champion. And I'm like, but like other than that, they rarely ever <laughs> even acknowledge like he's a three time TNA champion. Like no one ever says that shit. Well, did they only <laughs> do that though because they actually brought over the WCW title at one point? Remember? Yeah, right. and then it was also they bought them. So. Yeah, yeah, and they bought WCW, so it's like they, it's ours. We can mention it. Times. Um, I and and then with the trios titles, um, they were gonna have a match. First match of the night was Death Triangle versus Best Friends for the AEW World Trios Championships. Um, now wrapping up the MJF segment with John Moxley, um, MJF ends up leaving the ring at some point, right? And Moxley cuts like you know Dude, some passionate promo. That's a really good promo about how much the belt means to him. I like, like how Andy like blew it off. He's like, I don't really cut some passionate promo. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel, I feel like I, I feel I like know, I've seen this good, promo. I guess. I've seen this promo done in different ways. It's just like a passion of like he's fired up. The belt means the world to him. Yeah. The company yeah, means the world to him. Yeah. It wasn't a new kind of promo. It was good. Okay, I don't want to downplay that, but it's it no, wasn't no, some promo that some was like promo. wasn't a pipe bomb or anything like. <laughs> I, don't know, um, I like the I like the bits about like him. He basically called out people in the back. Like he it was it looked more of like it was for the fans, but also he was like standing towards the stage. So like usually he was saying like, he's like I'm a little bit pissed off right now about a lot of things. Yeah. And he's like I was supposed uh, to be on vacation. Like, he's like I was supposed to be on yeah, vacation yeah. And as of until like two days ago. Like, yeah. I did like the part where he said about like uh, you leave everything like the dark and uh, bad things of the business behind you. To be a champion it's like kind of like with punk i kind of feel like yeah. you think he was throwing a little shade at him i think so that was like you know i want to be like what all just happened? the dark and the bad of the business <laughs> i want to keep it all it's staying <laughs> his promo made it seem like that that's who they're gonna go with again 
for the title. Personally. I mean, he's I'd like to see Danielson, but yeah, um, I want he, I want wrestlers court. I want locker room hazing. I want people taking dumps in other people's bags. I want <laughs> lots of ribbon. I want ribs. I want I want going to the bar after the show, hitting the strip club like Mark Henry, <laughs> and then hitting the hotel. <laughs> Maybe Viscera, my man, Big Vis. He used to. Uh, the story I read is that he would go back to the hotel and order a couple large pizzas. And order all the porn in the that the hotel had to offer. That was his ritual. <laughs> <laughs> that's Death Triangle that's versus the best friends. The, the, um, best for the AW World. <laughs> Death Triangle versus best friends for the AW World Trios titles. Um, winners were Death Triangle. If you're gonna put the belts on another um, team, trios team, I think this makes sense. Malachi Black is gone, though they did still trademark House of Black. That's not going away, so I don't know what they are going to do moving forward, but that group is not going away. Uh, So winners are Death Triangle. Pack has now two championships. Two-time champ. Two-pack. He's (laughs) two-pack. Two-pack. The name of the episode, Two-pack. The bass are (laughs) two-pack. Two-pack. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. Don't put um, that in the title. We're going to get hate from everyone. <laughs> this guy called Tupac. Call Tupac. him best. <laughs> this guy's called Tupac and best. Um, this next part, I'm glad this was announced. I was actually during the match or after the match happened at All Out. I was like, oh, this I think I mentioned on last week's show. Um, I was like, that deserves a, another match. And so we yeah. it was announced that the Acclaim versus Swerve on our Glory rematch is going to happen at Grand Slam. And I think they're going to pull the trigger after that reception and just put the belt on the so. Acclaim, guys. Yeah. I mean, did you hear when Billy, or not Billy Gunn, I say Daddy Ass cut off Swerve and was like, this isn't your house anymore? And he's like, this is yeah. Daddy Ass's house. And the crowd went insane. <laughs> Did you guys see that meme that someone made that said... Yeah, you sent it to us. Yeah, to yeah. it if anybody here listening, so it's a, it's a picture of Billy Gunn doing the scissor me daddy ass uh, fingers. <laughs> and it says, who would have thought that this guy 20 years later would be getting kids suspended from school all over again? <laughs> so if you don't, if you don't understand what thing. that means, he was obviously in DJI. Got two words for you. Suck it. Gets, you know, kids were saying that in school, getting expelled and all that shit. So, and then all now, now he's in a group that says "Scissor Me, Daddy Ass," and people <laughs> love it. Dude, it's like the most over thing in wrestling right now. It's great. Which, <laughs> dude, dude at, ever, at, one, at one point, telling somebody to suck it was the most over thing in wrestling. So, yeah. it's happened before. Have you get, do you guys follow Cena on Instagram? He always posts stuff without any context. Yeah. Posted Max uh, Caster. Max did the attitude. Matt Matt Caster Caster did the attitude adjustment during the pay per view, and so John Cena yeah. uh, posted him. Yeah, I don't know if you guys cool. have noticed that, but uh, you know what's so you, sick like, about that is I think Cena's. It's like either someone sends Cena watches him, right. Or yeah, I think he watches. Yeah. I think he watches. He does. He has to. He's still. I mean, he was always a wrestling fan, right? I mean, I don't think even The Rock. I think watches some stuff sometimes. Yeah, The Rock watches 
like clips. I mean, they all watch clips that get sent to them or whatever by their yeah. people. But yeah, they all they watch AEW. I'm sure, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like the, the funny the I love the thing where they first started out the segment with the claim coming out and like the crowd was so hot like listen to the rap that Max Caster about to do, and then Spurs music hits, and like cut them off completely. Oh, they are not the lovable team anymore. Swerve and Art yeah. Glory. Yeah. People don't like him anymore. They're heels in this, basically. They should just be and heels. Just a couple months ago, I was saying, like, They're better I, was saying, as like, heels. I hate the acclaimed. And now I <laughs> fucking love the acclaimed. The acclaim is the best. Um, well, let's move forward to a match Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page, AEW World Championship Tournament. Winner was Brian Danielson. How would you guys rank this match compared to their ones in the past? Um, I mean, it was good, but I would say it's. They're like the third out of the three. Well, the other ones were much longer, weren't they? Yeah, and I feel like they had like much higher expectations and uh, build up. Yeah, like the first one I think was probably the best one they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. Wait, I this third lot. one? No, I mean the sorry, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Brian Danielson is moving forward, and he's going to be facing Jericho again, who they just wrestled at the uh, pay per view. Um, I'm wondering if he is going to win. Danielson, that is, because isn't Jericho... I think Jericho's supposed to be on tour right now, but had to postpone because of this stuff. Yeah, I thought he said some injury thing for his tour. Or I, don't, I don't know what is he said. what it was. I don't know. But yeah. Danielson's moving forward. Um, our main event was Willier Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the ROH Pair Championship. They were in Buffalo, New York. Out comes Westside Gun to uh, introduce... Um, Daniel Garcia. Both dude, this was sick. I'm not going to um, lie. Westside Gun Buffalo was natives. Fucking, dude, they were killing it. That was a dope yeah. entrance. I was like, yo, this is awesome. This match was really good. Uh, Daniel Garcia won, though, and um, crowd I went think crazy. it makes sense. It crowd went crazy. I think it makes sense. Danielson comes out, and a very old school thing to do, puts the strap around him um, yeah. himself. It's cool to see. You know, he got respect. But I think I think we're getting to Jericho and Dan, Daniel Garcia feud possibly. Yeah, because then Jericho was standing on the ramp like, um, like what are you doing? Yeah, it's like feeling yeah. betrayed basically. Um, but if you guys don't have anything to add, that wraps up Dynamite, and we can get into SmackDown. And also, just to add, there's a uh, no drama out of Dynamite so far. So far. So far. So far. We haven't made it a week yet, but. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anything to add, Tim? Um. No. I mean, overall, I think this was a, a solid show for them. Um. I think they that, did a million again. Yeah, they did a million. But I think, me personally, I just think that they did a million because people wanted to see what yeah. what happened with all this shit. And once, oh my, did I not write this down, guys? For Raw, Braun Strowman returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sorry no, I, didn't. I, said, I said that last on last week when i was watching yeah, it live. Braun, yeah braun Strowman returned the last week uh i'm not in the middle of a tag match you. in the middle of like a, a big tag match and took everyone out but he was also on smackdown so we'll get into it he had about. enough of controlling his own narrative so yeah so i'm gonna go back and uh have them control it for me <laughs> yeah. So, you guys want to get in the SmackDown? It opened up with a yeah. really good match. Imperium, full f- in full force, all three members. The original entrance and everything, right? Yep. Versus the Brawling Brutes. 
Um, it was a really good match, great opener. Winners were Imperium in the end, but um, again, Pete Dunn's in his classic, you know, gear. Um, just a hard hitting match with these six guys. It, it was good. That's though. good. Um, next, the Bloodline without Roman and Heyman. Welcome, Solo Sokoa. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out and attacks with a chair. Well, everyone gets out of the ring except for Solo. He's just staying there by himself waiting for Drew. Um, and Drew comes in, and he goes to hit Solo Sokoa with a chair, and Sami Zayn pushes him out of the way and takes the chair shot because he I love is Sammy an honorary use. He's an honorary use, man. He's hilarious in these segments. He's yeah. he's just, like, sitting out there, like, throwing up the ones. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the Usos will say something, and he'll be like, no cap, just like randomly. He's like their hype man. He was Jay. He was making me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I think he makes them laugh. Laugh, and they try not to like, like Jimmy. Was, like is is always just like, what are you doing? But Jay Uso is supposed to be the Uso that like hates him. Yeah, there was like a two weeks ago, whatever. He did that uh, segment with Roman in the backstage area. And like Roman like started breaking like character almost. He was like laughing. Oh, Roman loves working with Sami Zayn. He <laughs> said it before. Um, an honorary, he's an honorary use. He's, he's honorary use, honorary man. Use. Um, which, if this continues, this will be really interesting. If The Rock actually does get involved at some point, you know, he's the original head of the table. That dude, it's gotta happen. To They've gotta be building to this. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be really. Cool. Oh, is The Rock the one to take the titles off, or is it gonna be like Cody or someone? You think? I don't know. I think if they take it off for someone, it's, it's going to be in a way like someone interferes and Roman doesn't lose cleanly. Yeah. Well, my my father said when I was younger that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's, the, that's the intro line of Cody Rhodes' theme song. Oh, God damn it. Okay. No. <laughs> when does he do back? Rumble? I could see him come back winning. I think so, yeah. You guys thought I was about to. You guys were getting ready. You guys were waiting for me to say some like really like you know thought out beautiful. I was like, well, I was like, I was like, I was like, we have the same dad. I was like, what's that? Yeah, I know that's what I was thinking. (laughs) We have the same father. Um, We had a fatal five-way number one contenders match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship: Ronda Rousey versus. Sonya Deville, Zaylee, Natalia, and Lacey Evans' winner was Ronda Rousey. So Ronda is going to be facing Liv Morgan once again. I guess the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. I think it's in Philly. Yeah, it's in Philly. Correct me if I'm wrong. You want to go? It's all a promo um, for because Heyman did it. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Extreme Rules. That's kind of cool. Extreme Rules in Philly. Yeah. Or ECW. Here we go. Um, Braun Strowman comes out and lays out Alpha Academy. He ends up powerbombing Otis, which is he's a big boy. Um, not not Festus or um, not Festus. Festus. No, no. That is that is Luke Gallus. <laughs> um, I, I wonder if Vince McMahon ever found out later that like Luke Gallus was Festus. He had to know, I right? Know if, I don't know if he ever told him. He was also if in the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. One of the so best. So was Serena Deep. Speaking speaking of Cole Cabana and controversy, uh, one of the best art of wrestling podcast episodes ever is it's probably on Colt's archive on his website. Yeah, I think you have to pay to get him. 
but it's Luke Gallows telling the story of when he first became a wrestler, and when he met Vince, he was teaching him how to do the Festus face, and he said, he said, do it like this, and then he like put his tongue out, and then he tried it, and then he said, no, not like that, like this. <laughs> And then he's like, and he was looking at me doing the Festus face. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, Luke Gallows is one of the funniest wrestlers ever. They're, he's hilarious. Dude, I'll put over their talking shop podcast. It's one of the funniest wrestling podcasts I've ever yeah. listened to in my entire life. I don't even think it's still going, but when they were in WWE doing it with WWE wrestlers, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, they just have the craziest stories, especially Luke Gallows. Uh, from wrestling to just like shitting his pants at a person at his like own house or something like he's done some wild things. He's like Andrew, <laughs> and they always well they, well they just get drunk and start like talking his, shit up. I mean, his one one of yeah. my favorite one of my favorite Festus stories, aka Luke Gallows. I know we're on a tangent here, but it's uh, him secretly wrestling when he was in high school. Or when he was in college, he was on the football team, and he wasn't supposed to do anything else because he could get hurt, and he had a scholarship. And he said he was doing a battle royal, and he had a mask on, and he would wear a mask so nobody could know who he was. And he looked up, and his football coach was standing right there looking at him. And then the next day, he called him into his office, and he said, Son, you need to decide right now if you want to be a contributing member of this football team or if you want to be the next Dusty Rhodes. And then he said, dude, it just, like, poured out of me. I just looked at him right in the face, and I said, I want to be the next Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> so he quit, the, he quit the football team for wrestling. Um, yeah, we did get off track there. Let's Okay, let's just do the main event, guys. Last time we talked about was Braun Strowman laying out Alpha Academy. Um the main event was Solo Sokoa versus Drew McIntyre, which was a, was a pretty good match up until, well, not up until the end, but it didn't end with a winner because Karrion Cross interfered and ended up, um, I think it's called the straight jacket. He choked out Drew McIntyre. It's like a rear naked choke on the ground, and he wraps his legs around you. Um, so it, it looks like that's going to be Karrion Cross's big first feud is just against uh, Drew since Roman's never fucking around. Um, yeah, when is he supposed be to be cur- there? I don't know. I'd be curious though if if Karen Cross beats Drew, that just puts him in line to beat Roman, and then if he beats Roman, then that's how you take the belt off him, I guess. And then, uh, and then my father said when I was younger, uh, comes <laughs> back. Um, what did, what what did he say when we were when we were younger, Andy? He said, <laughs> Stop. He said, okay, if I was giving Andy a pedigree in the other room and he could hear it, he'd say, stop! <laughs> stop it! Stop it! As we broke the bed because you pedigreed yeah. me onto the... One time when we were in middle school, I pedigreed Andy through our futon. It was like straight out of raw. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it went hurts. straight down, too. It broke. It broke. <laughs> you would like awesome. prop it up to make it look like, and then as soon as I laid on it, it was like... Just broke. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that wrapped up SmackDown. There's only two little things to talk about with Rampage. Um, opening match. Watch. Yeah. Opening. Well, it's only an hour long, too. Um, NXT was pretty good this week. NXT, guys. I'm telling you, check it out. If you can. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Every time. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Rampage, open match is Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, AEW World Championship Sammy tournament. Uh, pretty good match. They've wrestled in the past, and every time the match has been pretty good. There was a Darby Allen did a dive to, like a tope suicida to the outside, and Sammy Guevara turned into a cutter. It was like an RKO out of nowhere. It was it was actually really good. Yeah, that was cool and really really fast. Um, Sammy went for Darby's own move, uh, which is the coffin drop, I believe. Yeah, uh, I don't think he hit it. The cough, the cough drop. Dar- <laughs> the cough <laughs> drop. That's a throwback uh, to year uh, one. Sure. But the year one episode sure coming in, in year three. Yeah. No, it was, like, sure it was, uh, year, three it was, was year one drop. episode three. That was the yeah. cough drop episode. Cough drop. Um <laughs> and I think Darby Allen did the whole uh springboard backward springboard to a cutter <laughs> off the rope like Sammy does. They were doing each other's moves. Winner was Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is now going to wrestle John Moxley next in the tournament. So winner of John Moxley and Sammy faces the winner of Brian Danielson and Jericho. It could come down to Jericho and Moxley, which is an old. Um, I kind of hope it's Danielson and Moxley. Could come down to Danielson and Moxley, two people in Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I don't see Sammy beating Mox. I do see it kind of coming down, I think, to Danielson and Moxley. But after Moxley's promo, it seems like they're going to pull the trigger with him yet again. But I would like to see Danielson over him just to change it up. I mean, I would, people said it on Twitter, but Moxley for AEW has been their ace right now. I know he called himself that, but it's like there's no one that's not showed up and done what he needed Speaking to do. Speaking of them. ace, who is ace? All right. I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> God. Hey, I tell you who ace deal is. Ace deal is the guy that if we ever ran into him to the street and he knew that we said that, he would whip all of our asses. Bobby but, Fish uh, wants to fight CM Punk. All right, hang on. Don't even, dude, dude, don't even get me started on Bobby Fish. I'm not even <laughs> going to go there with this guy. I have recently, if you want to know what's going on Bobby Fish and CM Punk, you can look it up yourself. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Bobby Fish believes that the QAnon people are coming and that <laughs> the government is all a bunch of into children and all that stuff. So that's all I got to say about that. Bobby Fish, boo. <laughs> what were you going to say, though, before that? I don't even remember. But you brought up we're Bobby Fish Daniel and you got me fired up. Moxley? Were you talking about Danielson and Danielson, Moxley? Oh, no. I just was going to say that, I mean, dude, like, I'm not a deathmatch guy. And I was never big into Dean Ambrose. and But... I don't know. It's just like he's he's like stepped up to the plate so much every time they need him. It's like I'm a, I love I I think I really like Moxley. I'm a Moxley guy. I just don't like all like that's a change of pace the, for you. God damn. Yeah, I just, just don't like all the barbed wire stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like he can. The, I mean, like the match against Punk. Like he can he can actually wrestle when he needs to. So and that's yeah, what Tim was that saying was, that he can actually do it. Yeah. Um, our main event of Rampage, though, was really good. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli against Dax Hardwood for the yeah. ROH World Championship. Why Cash Wheeler never has singles matches, I'm, I I wonder. <laughs> Always Dax. Uh, which is fine. But, now that you point uh, that out, yeah. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. It's just always yeah. Dax if they want to do a singles. Maybe Cash is like, nah, I only want to do... Um, I mean, the only singles match I can remember of Dax, or of Cash, is Dax versus Cash. Right, yeah. During the Owen Hart tournament. Um, but winner winner was Claudio. This match was really good. 
Um, if I could grade it, I'd give it an A. How about if you give, give it a star stars. count? Give it like four, four and a half. I don't know. Give it a star out of five because seven is stupid. Six star <laughs> FTR, bro. Or seven whatever. star FTR now. If, it, if it's past five, it's dumb. But if FTR does it, then it's fine. But FTR deserves seven stars every time. But no, this match was really good. Uh, but Claudio did did retain, and they showed a sign of respect to one another. And William Regal was in the in the ring, and uh, yeah, it was good. Good main event, good opener for Rampage this week. Yeah. So, but if you guys don't have anything else to add, that uh, that does completes the show. <laughs> that I was like, that what's does? the word for it? <laughs> yeah, that does that, that does, does complete the show. That ends the show? Does finish, does completes it. Yep. Well, <laughs> if that about wraps it up, then I'll put a bone on it here. We appreciate you all for joining us. Um, I kind of fumbled that intro there a little bit, just reminding everybody that we do have brand new shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan. Uh, check us out on all of our socials. And what I was trying to get across in the beginning before I fumbled all my words was... Uh, we cannot use an official URL for YouTube until we get to 100 subscribers. So if you guys can help us get there so we can just start giving you a link and then I don't have to like make this whole convoluted sentence about please go to YouTube and then search us and blah, 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 that would be great. So I appreciate you all. Um, hopefully everybody's enjoying uh, the, the return of the NFL if you're into that sort of thing. If you're into uh, Funko collectibles, check out Andy's Funko Pop Collection at the 410 Fan Bros on Instagram. Thank you all so much, and join us next week where we talk all things pro wrestling. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good day.